This week's podcast is brought to you by Focal USA. Get all your favorite sports memorabilia at Focal.com. Welcome to a very special Center of Lease Nation podcast. Uh, this is your host, Pat LaRusso. I am joined by my two co-hosts, Ed Papp and Anthony Sino. Boys, we did it. We are out of the first round after 19 years. How does it, how does it feel, gentlemen? Glorious. Anthony? Speechless. Speechless. Still, eh, Anthony? I don't think I'm still... There's words that have come to mind as as the day has come to fruition after, you know what I mean, where you, you kind of black out, you celebrate, but still trying to put my finger on, like, if there, what does this all mean? <laughs> you know, like what what joke is being played on us? What, what's going on? Who There's no joke. What? This is it. This, this, is, is, this is what deal. it feels like. <laughs> like, not, there, no spoilers, but, like, Jim Ralph said it best on the radio call. What do we do now? <laughs> what do we do now? We, we don't just know. continue to celebrate because I, 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 let, I, you know what? As we've discussed on on multiple podcasts, you know, I was always of the belief that if they could ever shatter that ceiling, they go on a run. Right. And yeah, you well, just you saw it. it you this saw it the on the faces. This is a team that's that's you know people say you know this team needs to take the monkey off their back. They fucking took off a thousand pound gorilla off their back yesterday night, and they did it in great fashion. They—it's the first time in NHL history that team has won a series where they've won three games in overtime away. Yeah, it's just this is a special team. I've been saying that for for months. Like, there's something different about this team, and they proved it last night. I think I think it has something to do with, and we'll get into the details, but. I, I do find it, and if I had to say one thing about how I'm feeling right now, I did find it quite ironic that they won playing the quality of hockey that they did, right? If you, if we always kind of said, and we've been doing this for a long time, is that one time the stars would just take over the game and it would be so obvious that they are the better team and it just it, it all went right and they maybe take it in five or four and they had a chance to do it in five or five right yeah. but yeah it was all and and the stars did get their points right as evident uh when you just look at the state uh, at the stat sheet but it would it didn't seem like they were carrying play for most of the series and we'll get into how that speaks to the character, but like I think it, in that sense, it just means that they were they were great when they needed to be, and I guess we'll, we're just gonna have to accept it as like that's just probably what the playoffs are, right? That's it. Being great when the time 
calls it to be great. And and we saw it there. And and getting bounces, right? They definitely got their fair share. And hell, they took about as many punches as they could from the kings of the East. And they were still standing in the middle of the ring. Right? So that's that's, I guess, how I feel right now. So the kind of before we even go into the specific details and, and, and some of the topics that came out of this series, you know, I do want to know what you guys were up to last night. Um, you know, it'd be really cool just to kind of share some of our stories and kind of, you know, that where you were when the Leafs made it to the second round. Because that's always that's that's going to forever be in our minds. We're always going to remember that moment when this team finally broke through that ceiling. So, Anthony, I'm going to toss it to you first. Where were you and what were you up to? So I've been at home for all six games, me and my dad, uh, we, the, every game except for game, what was it? Two, I believe. Yeah. Two. Uh, my dad was at the game. He went, he, he was there for the, for the win that they had, uh, every other game. It was me and him in our own seats on the couch, just watching no one else allowed to kind of be in the vicinity right but uh and then when they won it was just like pure elation we frankly were very not optimistic um i said when stamco scored as early as he did that is when the it was like oh shit right like i it was a total mood killer because Matthew scores and I'm like okay going into the third with a goal lead again this is the exact same as last year can you show composure and make Tampa sweat for 10 minutes of the first period can you get through that first 10 minutes because then it's just that clock seems like it's going a million miles a minute for Tampa right at that point it's something about that 10 minute mark and they didn't get there on a blown coverage, D zone on a D zone blown coverage by two guys who I thought were, uh, or sorry, by Gustafson, who was inserted into the lineup, and and Willie, right, who had his struggles this series defensively, especially, but uh, and it was deflating. And then I'm like, oh god, like it's overtime. They're not going to win a third game in overtime in this building, are they? Are they really going to do it? So we, mainly we were mentally prepared for game seven, that Essiemont breakaway kind of half chance breakaway that he had and Samsonov kicks out that pad. I'm like, there it is. Like, here we go. Right. And you're, pre- you're, it's, that's what being a Leafs fan is prepping for the impending doom. And thankfully they didn't, they won. I screamed, as you can tell in my voice, it screamed maybe a little too hard. We jumped in each other's arms and it was just hugged. And honestly, like, it was just amazing. What about you, Ed? Well, I went against all my all my superstitions, because especially come playoff time, um, we touched on the last pod, like, I'm very superstitious. I've been wearing the same Salming jersey for every game. It When I'm not wearing it, it's it hangs on my coat rack at my – in my living room like <laughs> it's on the same hook all the time so yeah i decided to have a fuming party with a couple buddies of mine and uh yeah so myself becky and uh 
couple of my buddies uh, sat. We had a nice little get together uh, at the Leaf scored and it was nice, loud rowdiness. And uh, then, yeah, similar kind of ambiance once Stamkos uh, tied it up, it kind of hushed us. We were all, uh, yeah, there was a bit of nerves, but I mean, I, uh, I, I've remained positive throughout this. I don't know, something about yesterday, I just had a calm confidence that uh, I'm just, I'm going to believe. I, I, I'm not going to put any doubt in my mind. And I mean, I reinforced that in our group chat yesterday prior to puck drop that, you know, mm-hmm. no negativity. You, you did, you did. And That's then I, I even, yeah. And I said it to my buddies when we came over, I was joking with, uh, before they got there, I said, yeah, you know what, if, uh, anyone's a negative Nelly, the, as quick as they came in the door, they can see themselves right back out because we're not having that tonight because tonight's going to be a good night. I've had a bottle of Cana- uh, Maple Leafs Crown Royal since 2016. That's still been in the gift set that one of my best friends gave me. And I, I, I always swore it wasn't going to be open until the Stanley Cup. They won the cup, and then I was like, you know what? After the last few years, I'm like, fuck. If we get out of the first round, that that's getting cracked. And so I put it up beside me for the whole game, and sure shit, that OT winner went in. That bottle got cracked. There were some loud screams. It was it was great. the The video actually got posted on Facebook. <laughs> so yeah, I think that was the most animated I've been in quite some time. And uh, I can only imagine how uh, the potential of what it will be like uh, going forward. So, uh, yeah, that- I was actually I was actually out with friends, um, and I just they, you know throughout the night they were like, "How do you feel?" I was like, "Fine." They're like, but what do you mean? I'm like, "Fine." I'm like, "They're gonna win." And then Austin Matthews scores. I'm like, "Okay, now they need to weather the storm." And and yeah, you know, Stamkos tied it. But then I, I just, I didn't care. Like, even in our group chat prior to the game, what did I say? The past doesn't matter. Like, and for me, my biggest struggle with a lot of these negative Nellies is that at some point you have to let it go. Like, you know, you can't, like, you know, I, I, saw, I saw people like, oh, they didn't play well. Well, they played enough. They played well enough to win. Celebrate it. Yeah, it's yeah. A- I don't take my negativity for... Of, of the feeling at, at in game seven in terms as like they didn't deserve it you know why i'll just say one thing on that pad just sorry to jump in on your story but like th- you know why pe- people who the teams that win in the playoffs win because they endured what it takes to win in the playoffs right like teams will have to win games they don't deserve and and the leafs did it but we've they seen this exactly. team lose games that they deserve to win. Like exactly. the, the, the and no, opposite. And no, one's feel, and no, one's and no one sorry. said a damn thing yeah. about it. Yeah, and no one's feeling sorry for you at that point when no. you when you lose that. Like we're watching the Boston Florida game right now. Boston might be outplaying Florida. Let's say if Boston blows this blows this right now and they're losing two one. I know. I think they're just about to go on a power play. Uh, but if Boston blows it, no one's going to be saying to Boston. Uh, well, they played enough, well enough to deserve it. They're not going to say that. 
right? So it's the same thing, but please go ahead, continue on. Yeah, and like I and the thing is like at some point, like, yeah, there were some issues in the past, and yeah, Matthews and Marner struggled, but you have to let it go. Like you should know, like for me, and I said in our team chat, is no one should have to wear their worst day forever. And yes, this team has struggled. But I I I I saw it's funny, you know, this week I, I saw that uh Giannis um comment that he that he made after hit, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh cut. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy and the guy asked him, something. yeah, and the guy asked him, he's like, you know, is your season a failure? He's like, No, it's a process. He's like, What did you you know Michael Jordan played 15 years, only won six titles, were the other nine years a failure? So I, I think I I I think with that if we're going to go down that comparison path, I do think that there's a, there's a way, there's a way to look at it that like, is it maybe not necessarily a failure, but like when you don't achieve expectations that, that matters, right? Like, and it's a, it's and a I lesson, think, right? Like, but I, it, and I, my biggest issue is we have to let it go. Are, right. Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. There, what there, was the being, one comment? Like, what was the one comment? And it was like, you know, I don't what, care if what, they Yana went. Said? No, 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 no. No, no. Um, I've seen it. I've seen this like a common thread, right? But like, if the, if the team wins what? and you're angry, and the team loses, you're angry. Then they don't. They'll never win in your head. Oh, oh, oh that yeah, that well, right. Those pe- those people you'll never win over. Right. Those those are those are people that you you can't you can't satisfy, and they'll never be satisfied. And, and I just put those people kind of into the corner and say, like, you'll never be happy. No point in, in interacting with you that way. Yeah, like right? it, just, but, it makes no sense. Like, I've, I've always I've always wondered, like, how, do, how are you ever going to enjoy? Like, I, I for me, I've always been a big believer, maybe because of my life experiences and some of the difficulties I've, I've experienced just with my health and stuff. But like, not you're you're never as bad as your worst day. And you're never as good as your best day. And I that's think what great, we saw, and, great I, line. and I think what we're seeing with this Leafs team is is a team that's grown. And yes, you know the Leafs went out and got a different element with Ryan O'Reilly and Luke Shen and and Lafferty and and Zach Austin Reese and and those types of like grittier players. But we're seeing an emergence of Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner. You know, even for as bad as William Nylander supposedly played, he was almost a point a game player. Yep. And in the playoffs, like, at, at, oh, he is a point of game player, right? Yeah. We're yeah, at a point where we're points. where we're actually criticizing guys that are more than a point of game player in the playoffs. Like that's where we're at. And like I said, I get the frustration, but you have to let it go. Yeah, because you got to look at it from the other side. It's like okay, for as poorly as the, the team played at times throughout this series, we walked out victorious over the team that has represented the East the last three seasons. And four, as a no? token. Yeah. Isn't, isn't it three? Is it three or four? Three, three seasons. Three, three, three seasons. seasons. Yeah. But at the same token. So, okay. We played, we did this at a, a subpar standard. What happens now that this team is now, you know, they sh- they're free. They're free. The first round. Yeah. And there's now, something to say it about that for sure. And now and it, if they find their, yeah, they find their legs and play to their ability but, and to their, you know, 
to the you know. Stanley Cup final appearance is is not is now not out of is not out of the question. Yeah, I mean, you won that. You know, kind of not half-assing it, but you won that when they grinded it out. Those were the games that everyone criticized the least for not being able to win, and now that they win them, we're like, oh, they didn't play well. No, they grinded them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I and I think also not to get too conspiracy theorist on on everyone here, but I do think there's something to be said that maybe there was a bug going through the team. I, mean, I can't take credit for this original, like this theory wholeheartedly because Steve Dangle did make a point of it, like after game two or three, like for some reason, they just looked very exhausted. And there might be something to say about that. It, like if you told me that there was a bug going through the team, like, like they were saying that Boston had to go through, if you remember, Right, they they were saying like game one or two, Boston had a flu going through the team. I wouldn't be shocked if the Leafs had something going through the team as well, right? And you want they weren't practicing as much. Yeah, like that that explained like the last few like the last three games they seem to be like playing in mud. Like they just seemed to there was just they were off by a step or something. Just sluggish. If we want to get into it, like credit to Tampa. Because I really do think that they they really put their best foot forward, and they're playing without Chernak, no McDonough, you know. And I I do think that the Leafs did find their footing, like their stars, right? And there's something to be said about kind of finding different ways to contribute. And look. I, if if I'll if if I'm the most negative person on the on of this trio today, then that means that it's going pretty damn well because I was always the, of the of the motive just win baby, but and they did, but there's something to be said about they won and we still haven't seen them at their best, and yeah. that's probably what what excites me the most is that okay. Like I don't know if you if you guys read this and and uh, I'm happy to share it with anyone who who needs it. Chris Johnson wrote kind of like a behind the scenes little article in North Star Bets, and there was just one paragraph. It's like Nylander, uh with only a towel on, uh, like kind of rubbing the bald head of their their physiotherapist. You got O'Reilly slugging back a beer. You got Ben grabbing an ice pack and going to the training room where all the other guys are just so he can talk to people. And he's, and he's describing all these little nuggets of behind the scenes. And the overall point of this article was like what you said, Pat, at the beginning. And a thousand pound gorilla was just lifted off their back. Right? It was just taken off their back and saying, breathe. We can be who we are, yeah. Right. We can. We we don't have to put on this brave face of all that matters is the win right now, right? Like we we can breathe and say, "Okay, we've done it." People can stop questioning whether we care, whether we're good enough, whether we have the moxie. We have won four games, right? Now is the next challenge. Can we can we go and take this? freedom and use uh, and, and compile that with our already good structure, good skill, the additions we made, the grit, the toughness, all that, 
and can we go and now dictate the game instead of where what I felt they were doing a lot with Tampa is like we're going to just take your punch and then we're going to counter your punch and try and knock you out and they in fact did that and they deserve credit for that because it is very easy to just look across that ice as a Samsonov and you see an Andre Vasilevsky the best goalie in the world your countryman a guy that's a few years older than you who you were probably idolizing and looked up to as a young teenager playing hockey in Russia and say how am I going to beat this guy you have to look at Victor Hedman you have to look at Steven Stamkos you have to look at Nikita Kucherov you have to look at Braden Point Sorelli all these guys and say okay what's your next punch give me more because we can take more and to get in the minds of Tampa it's almost like a UFC fighter or a boxer guys and let me know if I'm crazy on this comparison but when you're beating the shit, when, a, when you see a boxer beating the shit out of someone or a UFC fighter and the guy is still standing in the middle of the ring and you're like, I've given this guy everything and he's still standing. Like, doesn't that get into your psyche a bit? And I feel like that happened with Toronto and Montreal where you're like, we've thrown everything at Carey Price. How are these guys not a, what, gone yet? And that played into the, the Leafs psyche that year. And I think that might have happened to Tampa too where you're like, how are these guys winning? What, and you start questioning yourself, what are we doing wrong? What, is there something else? And I think that matters. And we'll, and we'll see how they can turn this into um, momentum, right? But at the end of the day, it's a new series. I expect there to be more lineup changes. Do we know what's going to happen with the defense? Are they going to go 11 and seven when they start? Maybe that depends on who their opponent is, but there's still a lot of questions to be asked and I'm excited to see how that, could, that will all play out over the next week or so. What are yeah. your thoughts on, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah. I, I just, I, I, I see a team that's freer. You see them happier, like watching Austin Matthews and O'Reilly and all those guys leap up and down. And you saw it in like Kyle Dubas and like Sheldon keeps face too that they can now breathe and, and feel comfortable in their skin. And, you know, and I, I didn't mind the counter punching. Like what people saw as a team not playing well, I just saw as a team that took a couple punches and didn't buckle because in years past, they would have buckled. They didn't, they didn't beat themselves against Tampa. If anything, they overcame themselves. And really how many times did we say that? The doubt that the Toronto Maple Leafs were their own worst opponent. So they didn't beat Tampa. They beat themselves. Yeah, I, th- I, I agree. They didn't make, they didn't make, especially in overtime, where I think when the chips are down, they showed what they were made of, right? And especially, like, I feel like this team does a lot better when the backs are against the wall, right? And necessarily... It to, and I don't think this is the most optimistic thing someone could say at this point of a team that just won a, their first series in 19 years, but they didn't go. I don't think they, and this also speaks to how good Tampa plays, but we'll see this hopefully in the next round is I still am excited to see now that that burden is lifted 
when the time is there to put a nail in the coffin of a team, do they go and leave no doubt in the closing game? Whereas obviously they score, right? And it's one nothing going into the third and they try and close it out, but then a defensive zone breakdown, now it's 1-1, right? But Tampa's still pushing, you're on the road. And I guess it matters differently when you're on the road because you're just trying to hang in there. And that speaks, and that shows character and, and is worth something. But I still now think that the next step is like, go and leave no doubt and, and do something like that where you go in and you're just like, we are better than you. And maybe this happens if they go and play Florida, if they, Florida hangs on here in the third period, you go and you say, we're better than you. We don't care what, how good you're going to play. We're going to give you our best and we're going to beat the shit out of you. So there's a endless possibilities that I'm thinking of. Um, and Ed, I don't know if you, I, I think now we can, turn it over to a good a good uh turning point maybe get into some of the more specifics of the uh over over the overarching part of the series and that's who we think our series mvp is um i think we should want to start with ed pat i think that's a good start yeah we can look into you know what for me and i said this this morning when um you know i was conversing with my parents this morning about the result and stuff i have to give the mvp to samsonov Ilya Samsonov went toe-to-toe with the best goalie in the world, and he won the Leafs a series. He won them overtime yesterday. He won them a couple games. He made that extra save that we always complain about that Jack Campbell, Freddie Anderson, or sorry, Frederick Anderson, and so on, never could make. And Ilya Samsonov did it. He's got to be my MVP. Like, he's got to be the MVP. Like, outside of, obviously, like, Matthews having, you know, the points and Marner and no, I think I think you're. I think include if you include everyone, I think he's the MVP. Samsov has like, to be like, the MVP. Like you're val- you're validated in that. I I I would probably go with him. I would go with him as well, because at the end of the day, I think that the Leafs he, don't win without him. The yeah, Leafs don't I, win without him. And look, you got Marner with 11 points, Matthews with five goals in six games, a point in every game of the series. He gets the go-ahead goal there. But at the end of the day, you have Samsonov, who made one more save than Vasilevsky in each of the four wins. And and he gave you he gave you those uh, – he stole – like, I wouldn't say stole, but he shuts the door in game three, right, allows them to get that tire, tying goal – settles it in OT and they get the winner from Riley. He shuts the door in game uh, in game four, allows them to come back, and then they go out and attack OT. And then he shuts the door in a clinching game. And it's so, so nice to have a goalie who didn't let in a weak goal that breaks the back of the team. I was hell of a job to Sammy and I think the players recognize it as well I definitely give him series MVP what about you Ed yeah I can't dispute that I mean for me it's Sammy the uh, although in all honesty for a couple bad defensive lapses I I would also give um Morgan Riley a good share as part of the MVP of round one I mean he I mean, he elevated his game to uh, a whole nother level. I have yet to see 
in quite some time. I think since, uh, I mean, shortly after he signed his big extension, we saw that quality of game from him, but he, uh, he took it to a whole other level. Um, I mean, his face is, that's a playoff mugshot if I haven't seen it. I mean, he got a pair of shiners, you know, no, nose is looking a little swollen and worse for wear. I, I mean, he's just a two missing a two shy of being the perfect uh, mugshot for like a, a playoff hockey. Um, but yeah, put it, put, it, it, put it on a poster. Put it on, yeah. put the, the one when he's walking out with the blood on his shirt from oh, that, what, game, game three. Yeah. Like, tell like, put it on a poster. I'll buy yeah. it. I'll take all my money. Yeah, absolutely. And and you want know, I am I'm so happy for him too. I mean, the longest oh, time yeah. all the shit he has taken, hell, I mean I I've even said it. But it, it's great to see him be part of this. And I can't wait for round two. I I, I just you know you know for me, because I, I like these little, little sentimental stories. But I liked watching Luke Shen in a Leafs jersey win a playoff round, and he had a great, a great series. Absolutely, he was, he was exactly what this team needed. And by God, was it refreshing! Like, forget. Look, he was had some bone crunching hits, and the hits are good and all, and it's great to see that on. And they mean something for for sure. They mean something. But what impressed me was his poise on the puck. Yeah, he's, still, he's like skating through mud. He's still not the best skater. But he showed that he wasn't panicking. The pass wasn't there. He's willing to hold on to it, right? Yeah, that's he allowed, the poise. He allowed Mo to be Mo. Yeah. Right? And look, they, they, if he signs back and let's hope that he does, Right, they could throw out that pairing next year, and in in November, this is a great. Can I just go on? This is the shortest little tangent that I'll go on in this podcast. If they complain, if people go watch that pairing, let's say that he's resigned, he and in November or December, that pairing goes on a ten game stretch where they got outshot. They they're getting outshot like sixty percent of the time. The expected goals are bad. Like they're getting chance bad defensively all that stuff you know what we could always say now it's december yeah we know we 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 have something people have seen it with their eyes and said this works in the playoffs yeah that's the great thing about what happened last night is that we don't have to we instead of saying oh but what about april how is this going to work in april we We know just say we can just say like yeah we know it works in april yeah. You know what I mean? And we can shut up the low-hanging fruit losers and bozos that keep saying that and saying like, oh, look, and the, and the, and the fear-mongering and all that shit and say, we know it works. And like, that's what that pairing was to me. It was serotonin. Like, it was just like, oh, you feel so good about those guys being on your favorite team. And I think yeah. it's very fit. And, and we'll get to the overtime going kind of, the sentiment around who scores and who's on the ice, but, and I think it's, and just on those two alone specifically, you just feel fantastic. And 
and just what warriors like and and just keep going right like uh, yeah. we keep it's, it's an evergreen statement of this podcast but like keep that going right yeah. and see what you can do with it um i think now we went through our series mvps we want to keep chugging along here i we won't spend too much time on it because it is a little bit on the negative side but like a uh, player that you we need to see more from going forward justin like, hall go with that Justin yeah, Hall, okay. Justin Hall became everyone's lightning rod. Um, mm-hmm. I thought he could have played better. We've seen him play better, but Justin Hall gets, you know what? He is exactly what I said earlier. He's a guy that gets in the way of himself. He overthinks it. And I, I, I think I would like him to play within his skin and he's fine. He could be an effective penalty killer. He can be an effective, bigger body in front of the net, but then he goes on these like expedition, you know, these expeditions and I don't know where he's going. And then there's a guy left in front of the net and then the pucks in the back of the net. And what about you, Ed? I, uh, I reluctantly say this, but I'm going to say Mark Giordano. The last couple games, like just very shaky, very uncharacteristic for him. He he's had so much poise like all season, just such a, a steady, even keeled, um, you know, just phenomenal. He's just been rock solid. And then I don't know, like game four on, he, I, it just, I don't know. I, maybe that hit that he sustains really rattled some things and maybe he's, you know, there's a little bit something lingering there, but he just, he was very, very just shaky, very uncertain of himself. And just, he, he played out, he was just played like he was a step behind and just, he just, yeah, he just seemed off. I, I wonder how yeah. much of that had to do with Hall though. I think, I think, in t- I think they worked, they fed off each other's negative energy there. But I also think that Gio, Gio's battling an injury for sure. He, he remember remember he, that little nugget i think in new york was in new york i believe yeah, did he eat a shot was, yeah. no the last game it wasn't a play it, it was just like he might have like very likely it's something lower body or whatever but like he said um oh boston just tied it sorry to interrupt but um on the power play of course boston had two power play goals in game seven um very typical but anyways beside the point sorry um back back to uh back to what i'm uh saying geo yet he he's battling something for sure for sure for sure um and i think that uh they just fed off each other and and not and geo is probably looking the or sorry hall's looking at geo say hey can you be on the out here and geo's like man i can't hurt and all this stuff and then hall's like i'm getting in his own way and it just was a stumbling and bumbling Pair that just like wasn't gonna work, and and you know what? Kudos to Frick Keith to go eleven and seven there, and and really kind of just add new life into into the into the lineup. And you could at least go and look to say to the other guys on the team saying, "Hey, we got new blood. Let's go out and get it," kind of thing. So yeah, like I think both of those guys are great picks. Gio was gonna be my pick. I think if I had to pick someone, um, you know, trying to be unique here, 
I think early on it was TJ Brody for sure. Yeah, Brody, for yeah, Brody, Brody had some Brody, moments as well. Brody struggled where it, it, it gave off vibes of like, like, dude, why are you holding onto the puck so much? And it was almost like he was waiting and waiting for the puck to bring pressure to him. And he thought he was making these plays and they would always hit a stick and he was yeah. always giving it away. And, and maybe he's battling injury too and whatnot. So that's something, right? Something to keep in mind. But I do think I'll combine the the trio and say that the fourth line, Lafferty, Aston, Reese, Camp, and now this is really nitpicky, obviously, considering you guys picked probably the two more uh, prevalent characters on the team that, that definitely struggled. But I was a little disappointed, especially um, because that fourth line was really good down the stretch. Right. And in that game, I don't know if you guys remember, obviously, because the series felt like forever, but game two, they scored that goal, like to make it like five one. I know it doesn't, it's not a high leverage point in the game. Right. But they scored a very typical total, uh, fourth line goal. Grady Aston Reese goes to the net and they get a goal. And I'm like, oh, like that's great. Like that's huge. Maybe they could use it, especially after Aston Reese gives away a goal, uh, the first goal of the series to Perry on the, like their first gift. Um, and you're like, maybe this could be something. And then they, they've never happened all series. And I think that when that, four, the, that fourth line is making Tampa's fourth line look like pretty good in transition, that's a problem. And, uh, and obviously they need to rectify that and, and see if, if that can work again. They, they should definitely like try it, but on a short leash because right now they, it just, they had no evidence of it working. And going eleven and seven was smart because not like neither of those guys, Ashton Reese or Lafferty, could have been in the lineup. And clearly, Keith didn't trust them at ser- by the end of the series. Like they played six minutes each in Game Five, right? So that that's something to be said. Um, uh, I guess in terms of specific an- questions that we wanted to answer, and uh, with regards to the series, uh, we did our MVP, we did our disappointment, and. and and maybe your specific players that we actually want to I do want to I want I do want to call out a couple other players I thought had a really good oh. series. Okay, uh, yeah, go go ahead. Matthew Matthew Nice, that kid looked great. Oh yeah. man, he you looks so good. Like that to me is something where it's like, like Tavares said it like oh it's, it's some a little bit of naivety, but like I think for a kid to go in there and make a giveaway in a in a in a game where you could your team can close a series. It's very, very amazing to for him to go out and make a play like that in OT. And like the coach, you need the coach to have the confidence in you. And Sheldon's always very good at that. And that's why we like him. And he's a player's coach that way. But to make that mistake, and then actually, I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was a clip on Twitter that got released where he made the mistake and then he's caught singing to the music in between the whistles on the bench. He's kind of melding the words to a song that I forget, but like, I'm like, this guy is ice cold. This kid's 20. Yeah. He just made a mistake. Right. <laughs> and you just made a mistake and you're like, you're just ice cold. And I love that. Yeah. And then he goes and he makes a play where he just bullies Sergachev. He's Sergachev is what? five years older than him, four years older than him, yep. just bullies him and just says, like, no, that's my puck. Oh, and you think I still have the puck? Oh, no, it's behind the net. 
the our captain. See ya. And then I'm going right back to the net. Yeah. Right? Like that goes off Radish's stick. If you want to be and play an alternate universe there, if it doesn't go off Radish's skate, it goes off Vazzy's pad. Nizy's right there for a rebound. And it's an open net. Yeah. Right? Like in an alternate universe, right? That kid's right there and he's and he's the hero. And he's the but, hero. And 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 look good for him, man. Just really good. I'm really impressed. And and look, I for the sake of time, I think we can go through every player and say like what they did well at different points of the series. Um, but for the sake of time, let's let's go with maybe one thing that um, we want to see improve team wise. Let's just let's go with that. Let's uh, Pat. We'll start with you. Maybe is it, is it team structure? No, I, 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 no, I, you know, what's funny is I, I, I'd like to see the team get back to, cause there was a lot of dump and chase, which I don't really like from the least perspective. So you're, you yeah. know, at, at times you coughed up possession of the puck. So I'd like them to see them so get back to, the, so the and, play, and playing, and playing, and playing to their speed. Like yeah. this is a big club that can skate. So skate like, and, and that's the part that always rubbed me the wrong way. It was like, I'm like, I'm watching people tweet out. Oh, you know, the Leafs are slow. No, no, they're not slow. Like this is a team that can skate you into the ice. I want to see that be their their calling card in the next round. Yeah, and I don't necessarily think that to add on to that. I don't even think that they're they have the quickest guys. Like there's no more Kapanins on this team, Janssens, right? I think when you look at the Leafs, they're playing fast. Yeah, right where it's like those passes through the neutral zone. Okay, bump pass, rush play, clean entry pick off a puck on a, on a four second. We're going the other way quickly. As evident by Matthew's game five winner last year, where bunting strips the puck on the four check. Okay, turn it up and go quick pass to Marner. Two on one off the pad, back of the net. Right. Very little of that happened in this series. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with you there, Pat. I, I, I want to see them play to their, I want to see them play to their, their strengths. Yeah. Get, get to their identity a little bit yeah. more and maybe with, the freedom that they they now have, you can go out and do that. Um, Ed, you want to go? Yeah, I just the one thing that drives me nuts that I want to see them clean up is their power play, like their their zone entry that, that drop pass. Sorry to interrupt, sorry to interrupt Pat, uh, Ed, but Boston just made it three two. Ah, uh, uh, whatever. Nope. In all honesty, ahead, that's sorry. who I want to face. <laughs> so yeah, I bring on we'll the Bruins. Get, well, well, but, we'll get well. That's a spoiler for the last question. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. But yeah, in, in all honesty, that's the one thing that I want them to be better at is their zone entry. the The drop pass is just too predictable, or just put new wrinkles on it. Just and just play to their ability. I I, I can't wait to see this team actually dominate. And I and I think now that they've exercised the demon. Of finally getting rid of the, uh, you know, ending the the drought of getting out of the first round, I, and now they can just play with the freedom. Uh, I mean, it's house money from this point on. Just do. I mean, just play to your ability, and we're just we'll enjoy the ride. Yeah, but that's all I, I That's all I want. So before we close out this very special episode of our podcast. Um... You know, I don't care who the Leafs play. To be the best, you have to beat the best. And it's that famous Ric Flair quote. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't care. It shouldn't matter. Like, I, I, I find that you've already lost 
when you're trying to pick who you want as an opponent. You've lost. You've lost the game. The Leafs should just be going into it. It doesn't matter who we're playing. We're going to win it. That should be the attitude. I don't care who it is. I, I'm good with either. But if, yeah. it, if it becomes Boston, am I going to be scared? No. We just beat I'm not the, scared. We just beat Tampa. I'm not, I'm not scared. I just think that, uh, look, my, my theory is this. Not my theory. My feeling. The, I find that the Leafs play down to their competition, right? And I, and frankly, and I'm being dead honest here, I don't think a fourth. I, I never thought that a fourth win in the playoffs was going to change this team to all of a sudden be this veteran-laden cup-contending team. I thought that, I thought that they stood in there and they showed resolve, which they very rarely can. You could rarely say about a Leafs team in the playoffs. They still resolved and they endured and persevered. And they did all those things that we like to see from tough teams that frankly endear themselves to a city that is known as white collar, but really likes blue collar hockey. Um, but frankly, if they played Florida, I think that the, the, the feeling would be the excitement around the fan base again, like, oh my God, we got the eight seed Panthers. We got the eight, eight seed Panthers. Their building is going to get filled with Leaf fans on Florida home games. And I feel like the craziness of the city would be too, it, w- it would leak into the room almost. And, and then reporters start asking, hey, like, do you feel the pathways there because Boston's gone and right? And they become the bet they, FanDuel did release when, when Boston was down 2 nothing. The Leafs moved to the Stanley Cup odd, odds-on favorite with with Boston down, and now you're seeing they it would just there would be a lot of questions, and I frankly don't need to see those answered because I would want to just have them say, hey, we're playing the President's Trophy winners. We can now take the pressure off the Leafs and say pressure's on Boston. Yeah, right. Like the, like like the turn the tables turn because Boston is like. Boston is like, hey, we got Bergeron and Krejci who are old, and they are. This is their last dance. The Leafs should feel safe, saying, "Hey, our GM's staying, our coach is staying. We're signed for another year. We're gonna go back and and you know, re up and and we got more cracks at it. Let's go and take this from them, right? Let's go and let they could be the aggressor, right? And look." Will it be what will be worse for my heart? I think Boston, clearly, right? Like, but um, <laughs> like I just think I will get more frustrated. I'll, I'll, I'm seeing it with Florida right now. You're going to get power plays that are going to be bullshit and you're going to complain and you got to deal with more Boston fans. And Boston fans are, fr- are frankly one of the worst in the league. Um, and like they're just garbage, I think, and we'll we'll have to deal with that, right? Where there's a lot less of that in Florida, but um, overall, I think that the Leafs can go and be feel that feel that they got more to like a, a more chip on their shoulder going up against Boston as opposed to the feeling the weight and the pressure of going up against Florida. So. That's my long-winded way of saying, give me whoever. But uh, 
overall, I, I'm just now excited to see this team play with more freedom and not have that burden. And maybe it's, and let's hope, right? And you guys maybe chime in on this. Let's hope the media coverage changes for our sake. Let's hope that people start talking about this team a little differently and not having to make them the butt of the joke. And look, other fans will do that, but media members were also doing that as well. And now we're going to see, let's hopefully see a change in that and, and, and start, people start giving this team respect and, and, and really starting to show that, Hey, like we're, we're a contender here too. We're not just a team that can't get out of the first round. We're here to go for 16 games and play into June. So let's hope that that happens. That's, that's kind of my final say on the, on the matter. Yeah, no, it's been a, a great episode of, uh, Actually, you know, a, a very celebratory episode of the Center of Nation podcast. Hopefully we'll be doing a, this again after another, you know, after the second round. Um, but, you know, folks, definitely look out um, for all our upcoming tweets and podcasts and contests and um, and so much more. And, and you know, I think at the end of the day, I think the best way to wrap up this podcast is go Leafs, go. Go Leafs, man. Go Leafs, go. That, this is it, right? This is This is what you play for now we can start saying like hey it's not just about one round let's get greedy here let's go for two let's go for three let's go for four all right just believe, let's, let's just believe just folks believe. just believe folks and let everything else kind of dictate itself that's it well said